0: I would not encourage newer speakers that are still trying to build all of their assets to look to bureaus. Like, and they really don't have the clientele. That's, it doesn't make sense yet. Once you start building yourself up and you start getting there and you have footage and you have clientele, you know, if you're going to be in town near a bureau, maybe ask the bureau like, Hey, I'm going to be speaking in town. And, you know, would you be interested in getting to know who I am and seeing me on stage and see if you could build relationships for when the time comes, you have that Already in
1: place? Welcome to Laurie the Podcast, and I'm your host, Laurie. And I am super excited. You're here to join me on my public speaking journey, finding out what the most impactful way is to get your audience into action. Your message is worth sharing, and people need to hear it from you. So are you ready? Let's go.
0: My name is Donna Batisse. I own Platinum Speakers Agency. I am a boutique speaker management company. My background is I answered an ad in a newspaper and became an administrative assistant for one of the oldest speaker bureaus in our industry. I fast fell in love with the idea of the work that it is that we all do. I have been on the bureau side. I've also worked on the speaker side. And about 15 years ago, I started my own management company where I exclusively work with about a dozen speakers managing every aspect of their speaking careers. I love that. Thanks, Donna. And I think with your
1: experience, part of the bureau side and in the speaking side, and for everybody who's not familiar with that terminology, if I understand it correctly with the bureau side, you mean you were in speaking agencies helping or bridging the gap between event organizers and speakers.
0: And from the speaker side as you were helping speakers to find gigs. Is that true? Very true. Yes. Um, the bureaus for a Lack of a better word, they're like the middleman. They have clients that are loyal to them, that come to them every year and say, we've got our next annual conference. We need another recommendation from you. Here's the date. Here's the budget. Here's the theme. And then they will you know, reach out to all the speakers out there that are not with a management company or with a management company um, to see if they can exactly that, bridge the gap between talent and buyer. When I worked on the speaker side i just worked for one speaker like as their you know office runner um doing everything from their contracts to their admin work to um booking them for events but yes i went and found work for them or work came and and found us and now i've taken kind of blended both sides of the industry and took that knowledge into what i do today
1: yeah i love that you come from both sides right because there's a lot of speakers out there or a lot of enthusiastic entrepreneurs experts in their field that feel that their message needs to be spread in a in a larger or broader way and speaking is a great way and With all your experience, how do you see experts who start off with seeing speaking as a hobby or a side hustle, and then slowly transition into consistent bookings, and maybe even become professional speaker where people find them to speak? That's a dream that I hear a lot. So with all your experience from both sides of the spectrum, what do you see as an organic transition through those different phases?
0: I think like any successful entrepreneur that you will hear on social media i have i've heard them very eloquently phrase it as you know it's your side hustle until your side hustle makes more money than your day job and i because i i believe that there are a lot of people who have a great message that needs to get out there and sometimes um, there's not the backing to make that the proper career choice not every author should be a speaker not every speaker should be an author I think authenticity is what brings people the longevity um, in this industry. I uh, personally have worked with a speaker who had family that was in the industry. He did a lot of conference leading at the corporate company he worked at, but he really liked the idea of like, how can I transition this into being a, you know, keynote speaker to corporate events full time? And it was exactly like I had just stated earlier. It was you can quit your corporate full-time job that you've had for a decade with benefits and security and go into speaking and we scramble and people can, people do that. But, you know, when you're the breadwinner, you should probably wait until your side hustle starts paying more money than your day job, just because I feel smart business, but, but he did, you know, he, was able to be in a position at the company he worked at where he was able to take time off with all of his vacation days to go and speak. And once, and, and then he realized too that he can do this. And this, there was a need for for his message, which is important too. You know, I mean, I guess if, you know you can have an idea to talk on something, but if there isn't a need in the industry, then I, you know. But he transitioned eventually. It, um, I would say probably within three years of us working together. He was a hundred percent done with his corporate job. He was a hundred percent full-time speaking. Um, and it, and it worked for him. Um, I would have never encouraged him to leave it until we knew like, okay, there's consistent demand for you. There's consistent interest. There's consistent bookings. Let's run with it full-time.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I think that what you're saying is so wise, like just like starting a company, like speaking is some sort of part of a company. Like most listeners right now, they're probably already doing some sort of entrepreneurship and they want to use public speaking as a way to enhance their message. So just like creating your own company, you need a product market fit, right? And with right. speaking is the same. And what I find very intriguing is what you're saying is someone who started from the beginning, within three years, was able to get consistent bookings? Like what is the journey that a person went through and how can someone who now has an idea
0: worth spreading that they know needs to be heard, yep. start on that journey? So the, I, would, I would say for most speakers over my time in the industry getting footage of you speaking on stage is probably the bane of our existence. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like when you're a teenager and you're, you know, I have teen daughters who are trying to get out into the world, the workforce. And most places are like, you need experience. Like, I don't have experience until I get my first job. I can't get my first job until I have experience. It's the same with a demo video. Meeting planners want to see your stage presence. They want to see that you are comfortable on the stage. They want to see your interaction with the audience. And of course, in order to get that footage, you have to have been hired to speak at an event to get the footage. So what we had done was, strategic not strategically, everybody does it. You speak for free in- return you, you know, if the client is filming their event, you'll, you know, you will be happy to speak at a very low fee or free or expenses only to go to an event, knowing that the client is going to be videotaping and you are going to be able to get that footage. You maybe speak for a very, very low fee plus expenses. um, And then you take that money that you were going to make on that job and you pay some professional photographers or video videographers to come to the event. Most groups will let you do that. And most clients know when they're paying a very minimal amount of money for a speaker, they are they know that that speaker is somewhat new. They, they understand that, you know, the $100,000 speakers and up are, you know, have some sort of a celebrity um, link to them. If you're going out for free, you're probably very new in it. And they're very gracious for the fact that your message will still relate to them. And they love to be able to help by giving you the footage, letting you come in and film. And, you know, and. It's a process because now that you've got footage and you've got to, nobody knows you exist.
1: Oh, just coming in quickly because it is a process, it's a journey. And if you want some help on this journey, I'm here for you, totally for free because there's a blueprint for every keynote talk and presentation that I would love to share with you. The link of that training is in the description. Check it out, click on it, and let's for now go further with what Donna has to say.
0: You know, you've got a on the management side for me, it's a little easier because I've been in I've been doing this for, you know, over a decade. I already have a client base. So I can go back to clients that I worked with 15 years ago when I was starting out. And I had those clients that had the smaller budgets to be able to say like, you know, hey, I have this new and upcoming speaker. You know, you've worked with, you know, ex-speaker who's very similar. Um, I think that you guys would like him, you know, and you offer a a Zoom call to have a face-to-face so they can get to know his personality because you don't have video. But if you can create all the other accolades, a website, the marketing materials, who am I? What do I speak about? What are you going to learn from having me? You know. You'll build it, and we've. I, I still work with the speaker I was mentioning earlier, and we have been doing this for almost eight years now.
1: Wow! Still,
0: you know, still he's still full time doing it, and he coming out of the pandemic, you know, had his best year ever. Yes, last year, every year seems to get better and better. So, I mean, it's it's a work in progress. It's not an over overnight success unless you're I forget his name Solink, the one who landed the plane on the Hudson I think he had a speaking career before he even dried his clothes because it was an amazing story the whole world wanted to hear but otherwise you kind of have to work for it yeah yeah and it's it's it is very intriguing
1: though what you're saying I feel because the first step how I see it then is you want to have footage how or when like as fast as possible and as creative as possible so if you don't have any audience just create an audience but make (laughs) sure that you have some footage to share because people want to to hear what you're saying like the authenticity is what's creating the longevity in the market so if you create that authentic presentation basically of your public speaking talk that will Mm. help you a lot that's what i'm hearing
0: Yes, and I feel like every you know people should have a topic that is true to them. You know, I've I've had you know speakers that are getting started that have reached out to me or my colleagues, and they're like, you know, what's what topic is hot hot right now? You know, and they're asking it because they want to know what topic is getting booked the most, so they can figure out a way to speak on it. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong approach if it's really truly what you can speak about. You know, I I wouldn't try to talk about. You know the education industry. I don't. I've never been a teacher. I've never worked in a school. Like even if that was a hot topic, like that's I'm not knowledgeable in it. And even you know, like it has to be authentic. It has to be what you you know it. Whether it's your personal story and you can change, you know, take it and create it in a way that people will learn from it. I, I I'm a, love a good storyteller and I love great stories of people who have you know rags to riches or overcome obstacles, or, you know, um, climb the highest mountains and and the struggles. And they're great stories. When you're done, if I'm not left with something that I can do with that, I will eventually kind of forget, you know, I need to action items, I need to a a call to action when I'm done listening to somebody speak. That's my personal preference. But I I do feel it kind of applies um, to any topic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I always say inspiration is just fuzziness in the air. You want activation, you want transformation. People need to take action upon what you're doing. Otherwise, it's just filling up time and thinking, "Oh, that was fun." Like you don't you don't hit them emotionally. So, I completely agree with that. And what I'm very curious about in that journey of your client of uh, 3 years from a full-time job to a full-mind full-time public speaking career you say the footage is very important marketing is very important like what is what was the transition point uh, that you feel okay this was not like a hobby or a side hustle this really became to a career like what is one step or one one
0: moment what was the pivotal uh, crucial uh, moment in time i mean obviously getting the the praises from the clients that worked for him but we really started to feel like this was going to happen when you know, the, the, the speaker bureaus that are out there are overwhelmed with, maybe not overwhelmed, but they are bombarded on a daily basis with, you know, current speakers, new speakers. Um, you know, hey, I'm out here, you know, book me, book me, learn about, I have a new topic, I have a new video. And on top of the fact that they have extremely busy jobs and crazy looking inboxes to begin with, figuring out a way to stand out in a sea of people who want to be noticed. Is not easy, you know? And I think we kind of started to feel that there was this shift when we did break those barriers, you know, like the bureaus were specifically reaching out for him. When we would hear from clients specifically calling for him, oh, I heard he spoke at this event and did really well, or I was at this event and he did a great job. I'd love him for our event. When we knew that it wasn't a one hit wonder, you know, like people were remembering him when we were you know and of course building up his marketing materials and you know every year your materials should get better and better you know seven years later he's not using the same footage of him on stage for that very first event like he's he's evolved from then as well and it, the momentum was just we were we felt confident that the momentum was going to stay i think you know some people maybe stay in it too long you know but I, I i we we just felt confident i mean the fact that we were getting spin-off business repeat business that was a sign that the more people that will see his stuff there we felt they were gonna like it enough to, to to hire him
1: can i say then that if you are like starting huh? like, i like i'm in mean, the perspective of the the the, the person who won you still hustling it's a hobby you want to be on stage people are not finding you yet the first thing you need to do is get some footage like make a video of yourself and then once you get in proximity you get more and more like if it's for free or a bit paid or you get more footage you get more photos you get more videos then at some point like of course your your story needs to be stellar and then you get a bit of referrals and once that flow is or like that that growth is that consistent and and you're starting to get to an agency and to that topic we will come next is that the the flip side can can occur occur, but that consistent growth
0: is 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 the goal for that. Is is that what I'm hearing? It is. I mean, you know, I there are you know like with your rates, you know, I feel like there's a bit of peep, you know, certain topics with certain accolades can command a certain fee when you are unknown. You're not a New York Times bestselling author. you but you have you, know, you have a good message, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. but it's it's like anything. you know, Oprah, uh, every she's a household name. She has tons of accolades to her name. She also doesn't need to make an income. This is, you know I mean speaking for her when she, if she, if she even does it, I don't even know. But a, a need for an income for someone like Oprah is not necessary. But if she wanted to speak, she can command just about any six figure income she wants for a keynote because she has all those accolades and she doesn't have to work so if you really want her to do it like she's you know if she because if she charged a fee of $10,000 the whole world would be trying to book her you know it's it's impossible you know it's it's like cars you know like the the fancy expensive cars like you know if they sold you know range rovers for $10,000 the whole world would own them like it there's something to be said about the class of a Range Rover because of the status it is and the price tag that goes with it. I, I, you know, you're going to start off doing, you know, but the busier that you get, you kind of play with the numbers, you know, like you start off speaking for free, you start off speaking for, you know, referrals, you can negotiate those kinds of things. Like, you know, I'll speak for free. If you can give me footage, I'll speak for free. If you can give me two referrals to somebody else in your industry, who you think my message might apply to. You know, and you can do those things without even having footage. But once you start to get the things, then you raise your fees. If you start getting booked at that easy, and your calendar is filling up, and you're then you can raise your fees again, and you kind of work your way there. You know, it's it just. But everybody is different. I mean, there have been some speakers in our industry that have gone from you know doing you know starting off to doing really well to just catapulting to being you know the you know top Mm -hmm. motivational speakers that are out there. And there's others that will never hit that point, but they can make a fabulous living doing it for for decades, but they'll never have a six hundred thousand dollar demand on their feet. it's It's going to depend on who the person is, what they have to offer, what their experience is. Um, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. and I like how this um how this aligns with how business works, right? like the the a problem you solve, um, stands for a price you can ask like it's going to be really hard to be a multi-millionaire explaining how to tie your shoe I mean it's not such a big problem right Right. well if you can help someone who is uh, in extreme disease to completely get better I mean that's a very big exchange of value so to say so I I, I completely follow you on that one and what I really like is your analogy with the with the cars like if there's a lot of question for you as a speaker then you, I mean you still have the same time in a day so you can just raise your price a bit and and regarding the um, speaking agencies right because a lot of speakers have this idea okay I have my topic now I have my footage and now I'm gonna register at a speaking's bureau and they will fix it for me. You already thought a bit about this, like they're extremely busy and there's a whole fish, <laughs> a fish to wonder to be catched. Like, what is um, what is the role of a speaking Bureau and for what kind of speakers is it actually meant? Like, when is when is the point that you as a speaker want to be registered at a speaking agency?
0: So I don't want to, it's been a long time since I've worked at a Bureau and I certainly don't want to say anything that will upset any bureaus that may ever see this footage down the road. But there, the speaking industry I feel is, is is a saturated market. There is a ton of incredible um, speakers on the platform in all different calibers on all different topics, um, and it's very hard to stand out. Um, do I think that? speakers should try to make relationships with bureau partners. Um, Yes, bureaus have been around way longer than us on the management side. They have clients that are loyal and faithful that come back to them every year looking for recommendations because they trust the bureaus for their expertise in giving them ideas of speakers instead of them having to search the internet, which you you type in keynote speaker and you'll probably find 1.2 billion pages worth of resources to go through. That's time consuming, but the bureaus need to get paid, you know? So when you're starting out and your fee is very low, there isn't a lot of incentive for the bureaus to book you, but that doesn't mean you throw a $10,000 price tag on yourself either in order to get the bureaus to notice you because you have to remember where you're starting, where your level is, where your marketing materials look like. You throw a ten thousand dollar price tag on you, and you don't have a demo video, and you really don't have clientele. You're being put in a pool where you're compared to other speakers that are at the ten thousand dollar range, and their marketing materials are way more impressive than yours will be. You know, you have to. You know, the price tag has to fit the the product that you're putting out. So I would not encourage newer speakers that are still trying to build all of their assets to look to bureaus, like, and they really don't have the clientele. That's, it doesn't make sense yet. Um, Once you start building yourself up and you start getting there and you have footage and you have clientele, you know, if you're gonna be in town near a bureau, maybe ask the bureau like, hey, I'm gonna be speaking in town. And, you know, would you be interested in getting to know who I am and seeing me on stage and see if you could build relationships for when the time comes, you have that already in place, you know, you have to do your own work you this you have to find the groups that you know make sense that would need to hear the message you know your message you know what audience is it makes sense for you to speak for it is you have to do the work um there is no end all be all in this industry but you have to do the work and at and then there's a, a time when it makes sense then to to reach out for additional assistance
1: i love how you say that additional assistance like it's not just like uh uh, you put 50 cents and it starts rolling, right? like, it's it's a process that's already in in motion and you just get an extra push. And what I'm very curious about, there's, like you said, the, um, there's a ton of incredible speakers out there. And speaking bureaus have like a catalog full of amazing speakers on every single topic. Like yeah. you can think it and it's there. How can people who do have a great message, who do have their marketing in order, are registered in bureaus, but still don't hear anything or don't get uh, bookings from bureaus. Like what can they do to step up in their game, like own their responsibility
0: and utilize the the bureaus more? I would say, again, letting them know when you're in town to do an event. See if, you know, I mean, everything has kind of changed since COVID. I actually reached out to a, a bureau I've worked with for years recently, um, cause I had a speaker that was going to be in town for an event and I was going to see if they were either interested in coming to see him speak. Cause it's been a while, or if the speaker can come to their office, did you just like a 30 minute office visit? Like maybe the speaker comes in with, you know, donuts or bagels or some, you know, healthy food for everybody to just kind of sit. It, that FaceTime is part of like building the foundation for the relationships, um, And I found out that nobody is even in their offices anymore and they all live throughout the country. So that didn't work out very well. Um, but it's, it's an idea, you know, um, and you have to be careful, like, like anything trying to get on the front burner, it's repetition, right? It's, it's making people start to remember your name because they keep hearing it. And eventually they're like, wait a minute, this name sounds so familiar. Why? And then they want to read more because now they're like, why does this sound familiar? But you also don't want to send it too much or they're going to unsubscribe from you or they're going to get tired of hearing from you. So there's there's no right formula. And I also think that, you know, some bureaus have agents that they focus just on specific industries. You know, like in a in a bureau, there might be an agent who is only responsible for booking speakers for associations or for religious groups or for educational groups or for healthcare groups. And so you're a speaker who talks on, you know, stuff that's relatable to healthcare, but you happen to call the agent who's in charge of religious groups. He's got nothing for you. Like he doesn't see the connection. So, you know, you, 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 again, you've got to do your homework, you know, look at the Bureau's websites and see if there's something that can give you an open introduction as opposed to like, you know, Hey, pick me, I'm here. Everybody else is there too, you know, but If you can also, as you're building your momentum and you're speaking, and you can send that to somebody, you know, to show them, here's all the places that I've spoke to before. Here's what I've been consistently getting paid. Here's, um, you know, accolades from clients. Those are the things that will probably entice the Bureau to be like, okay, he's got some solid speaking behind him. He's getting a, a, a very decent income. I could do the math. This is the kind of commission I would make off of booking him each time here's rave reviews we love to get rave reviews from our clients so you know eventually they'll take a chance I know that you and I had talked about like you know what when is the right time to get an agent and it's kind of the same thing if I'm not I won't speak for all my girls who do this but I am not a rainmaker like if your idea to come and ask me if I will be your speaker manager And you're like, okay, great. Now I'm going to get all the bookings. I can sit back and breathe. Like Donna's going to drum up all the work. Absolutely not. It is, it is a team effort. You will always need to be working, uh, writing the next book, thinking of the next topic, keeping your message relevant and current, you know, putting yourself out on social media, doing the newsletters, you know, get making, giving me stuff that I can be passing off to the clients that I currently work with, the bureau relationships that I do have. I mean, that is an advantage of having an agent is I've you know been in the industry 25 years. I have some decent relationships with the bureaus that when I send them something, I don't think, you know, not everybody's ignoring my stuff. They're like, oh, wait, Donna took on a new speaker. I'm, I'm interested. You know, it doesn't guarantee they're going to book the speaker, but it might help that they're going to probably pay attention to what I'm sending. Um, but- I can't take somebody on who doesn't have a history you know like i first off i don't even most of us don't even have the clientele who's looking for free speakers or lower fees you know we've we've been doing this for a very long time so the clientele that we've worked with has also um evolved as we've evolved our businesses you know um our job is to close the deals to find new business to utilize the partnerships that we already currently have in place and but i'm not you know i don't I can't make somebody's business happen. They have to do that. And I think that there's sometimes this false sense of, all right, I want work. I need an agent. No, you need an agent when you've been doing this long enough and well enough that you're like, okay, I am so overwhelmed almost with the amount of inquiries that are coming in and keeping track of the back end office. And it doesn't, it seems silly for me to be trying to close my own deal or you know, tell people why they should pay more money than what their budget allows. Like, I just want to go and deliver my message and, and and you know, craft the client I'm working with next. That's the time that you need us to come in so that we can start helping to field more of that and build up the momentum even more. Bring in more bookings, not start you from scratch.
1: Yeah, that's a great message, I think, in the industry, because what is absolutely amazing, uh, Donna, is The industry, if you Google, it's quite vague and it's not so transparent for starting speakers. So what you're saying is so incredible valuable for anyone who wants to, you know, Go from that side hustle in public speaking to a more professional career. It's so relevant to not invest in stuff that you're thinking, okay, you're gonna make it rain. <laughs> it's like stepping up, get your testimonials, get your videos, make sure you you go to th- all the events that you can go to, speak for free, get referrals, put in the work. And at some point, and that's what I'm hearing from your story with the three years, is in some point there's gonna be a tipping point. At some point your message clicks. Some point you get referrals on some point referrals get referrals and that's right. where it starts to grow and when it starts to over, be overwhelming there's agents who can help you out but they should never be the the one who fire starts like the fire already needs to be burning and you guys just put some oil on the on the fire
0: Yes. And there has been, you know, the rare occasions where I know that like, you know, agents have worked with speakers and and really kind of helped form, like, for instance, my other speaker that I was mentioning, but it was, it was a, it was a, not a unicorn type situation, but it was a unique situation. It wasn't, I had a connection to him. So when the interest from him came, there was a, a personal connection, introduction, and we had long conversations about what this would look like. It wasn't like somebody that I had never heard of, had no, you know, relationship with, but I did take somebody on who, you know, I, I, I knew with teamwork and collaborating, we can figure out how to make it work. We hoped it would work and it did work for us. Um, but for me, you know, to get an email in my inbox, which I get many of where somebody says, you know, I would love to be repped by your agency. Sometimes that's the only sentence that's in the entire email I get. There's no. Here's a link to my website. Here's a link to my video. Here's what I even talk about. It's literally, you know, John Doe sends an email. You know, good morning. I would love to be rep by your agency, sincerely. And I think you know that might be the reason why you're not. You know, like you've given me nothing. You know, but if that's how people are marketing themselves, that's that is the return on their investment that they're going to get. They're not investing much in me to even. They haven't invested in me for them to get a return on that, to be like, you know, hey, I've looked at your roster. I've looked at where you clients have spoke before. Like, you know, here's how I, you know, like they've, they're just knocking on my front door soliciting me.
1: Wow. Here you say something so, so awesome. I want to re-anchor this. Like the investment you make in the relationship in the industry is what you get out of it. So if you don't give anything, it should be a reciprocity. Like whatever you give, you you can also give back. but if you if, if there's nothing to nothing in the transaction and it's only one way, it's just not, not gonna work. I, I, I think yeah. that's so powerful and and just to, to to close it off a bit is like if you look at all the things we talked about and the transition that people are moving from from the the place that they're in right now they they, they want to speak more they want they, they have this dream of on some point waking up getting opening their email after, of course, working out and drinking a green smoothie or whatever. (laughs) They open their their email and they're like, we want to hire you as a speaker. What's your budget? That is like a dream of so many people. What would you feel is the biggest needle mover, the biggest action step that those speakers can take to get there?
0: No, just not giving up. I I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but like this is not an overnight success story. There are overnight success stories in the world, waking up and deciding this is what I want to do for a living. And then, you know, sending out like, you have to have a thick skin to be ignored, to be told no people to unsubscribe to your emails, for people to literally take the time to write you back and say, please remove me from your list. Those used to pain me when I started, I took like, I would send out a newsletter, you know, and like, not nobody responded and I was like oh my god not one person not hundreds of people on my email and not one person responded and it took me a very long time to get through that and I was like maybe I'm just doing it wrong maybe I maybe I'm I'm just wrong but then as I've done this for so long now I would I have a client who literally would reach out two years later replying to a newsletter I sent two years earlier going hey we're planning an event is this speaker available on that date? And I would look down, I'm like, that was two years ago. And I thought, and it took me a while, but like the work you put in now is the work that you will see later. Like it will, it will come back to you later. It just takes time, you know, and building networks in this industry are huge. I have, great relationships with people who are technically my competitors that are own management companies we're all you know trying to pitch our clients to the the masses out there but we we connect every month and check in with each other and we bounce ideas off of each other if somebody's struggling we're like this is happening are you experiencing it and we find out oh you are too what did you do what did you like It is super important. National Speakers Association, I think, is a wonderful organization for speakers to join. It is for speakers. It is, they have yearly conferences. It is an investment piece, but they have yearly conferences where all day long, there's concurrent sessions going on of things that will help you to build your speaking business, down from resources to somebody who can come film, to marketing. I mean, there are a ton of resources out there. You know, it takes money to make money. You're you If you really want to do this, then you have to plan on investing in yourself and in your business and hope that the payout is greater. You, you know, you can't just be like, well, I don't want to spend anything. I don't want to do anything. And then expect somebody else like me to come in and be like, I'll just do it for you. It's okay. But you can really not do that? Just to check for all the, th- <laughs> the people who are
1: like, now all to the end of the interview. And you're like, but, but really? Like, what if I would send you an email
0: with my one video that I already no. made, you can really not? No, <laughs> if it was that easy, I like the background of my office would, you know, look like it was in Oprah's house. Like, you know, I like, <laughs> it's, it's not that easy. You have, we have, we have to work for it. Um, Even I do, you know, like, I can't expect to, um you know, to go after some incredible speaker and be like, I don't really have any clients. I don't really do much to promote my speakers, but I would love to work for you because you're already busy. And then I get to, to take a piece of the pie that you've already, like, I have to be worthy as well to the speakers that want me to take care of their, their business, their livelihood. You know, it's a, it's a both ways. It's not like I'm like, you know, so special that You should do so many things to make me want to want you. I also have to do that for the speakers that I work with. I have to prove my worth to them and show it year after year. I mean, I've had speakers that have come and gone and I have some speakers that have been with me for 15 years. So, you know, when the relationship is right, clearly we know it, Um, but it's, it's, I have to do the same thing too. Wow. 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 You've shared
1: some golden nuggets. It's, it's ridiculous. And I, I really, really believe that everybody who, who watched it to the end, it's like, I hope like I I'm in the industry. <laughs> it's not the first conversation I had, but I always take notes. Oh, so I'm blurring, like always take notes. It's so important. You shared so many things. And what I really, really love is, and, and to, to, to end with as well, is like, there's stories out there who needs to be spread and it's not easy and it's not one linear way you have to put in the
0: work but it's worth it yes the payoff is so worth it especially for those who are passionate like the ones that are super passionate they're the ones that will succeed sometimes fast sometimes slow but you know it
1: you know it. Like, just to, to, to close it up, what's one thing you just want to say? Like, I've asked you a lot of questions, but what's one thing you want to say to everybody who has this message that needs to go out there, who knows now that it's not easy, but it's worth it. And there's steps. And if you take the steps, you will get there on some point, like some small or some fast, some some less fast, but everybody can go there if they do the work. What is it that, that you want to end
0: with? What is it what you want to say? I think I would just say... I- going back to like finding resources out there and people that you can lean on and learn from, what my my biggest thing would be, you know who you are, always stay authentic to yourself. There, are, You can take feedback from all the people that you'll meet throughout this industry, take the pieces that make sense to you and keep them. And anything that you question, we are all not the end all be all's in this industry. We have fabulous people that might tell you one thing and people that you're like, well, you, you're not super, you know, famous in this industry. What do you know? I'm going to like, you have to go with your heart. Like you cannot listen to the noise, take pieces from it. That makes sense to you, but follow your own, your own path.
1: Wow. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for sharing so much. Wow. We're at the end of this episode already. What a ride. I hope you took as many notes as I did and I would love to hear from you. A review would be awesome. And you know what would be awesome too? To make more impact. And there's not one, but three ways we can get there. The first, to reach more people. Who is this one person? A colleague, a friend or a neighbor who could benefit from this episode as well? Copy the link and share it with them. The second step is to not only be inspired, but also take action upon the knowledge that you gain. And to help you do so, I will give you my 14-day speaking habit training completely for free. So you can build that speaking muscle right now. Check the link in the description, it's ready for you. And the third step is to get more insights from other angles of the speaking industry subscribe to the podcast so you will never ever have to miss a single episode and that's why i can say now to you see you in the next one ciao, ciao.